0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Sportbox. The headlines, coronavirus cases top 63,000, while S&P warns China about the implications for its credit rating. Meanwhile, President Donald Trump's top economic advisor has criticized Beijing over its response. We thought there was better transparency coming out of China, but it doesn't appear to be. I know they
1: revised their, their numbers up a bit. They say it's a different method of counting. We we just don't know it's the great unknown.
0: Germany is due to release its latest GDP figures in an hour. Investors concerned to see how coronavirus is impacting the already fragile economy. The CEO of German industrial gases company, Linda, tells CNBC in an exclusive interview lower factory activity is the main worry.
2: I can't think of a country as I go around the world where the industrial production rates are actually higher going into 2020 than 2019. So what that means is we have to find growth where we can.
3: Clash of the Titans. Amazon wins a temporary halt to the U.S. Defense Department's $10 billion cloud contract, which was awarded to Microsoft at the end of last year. The U.S. accuses Huawei of corporate espionage, claiming the Chinese tech firm stole trade secrets from six American rivals, but the Trump administration gives U.S. companies 45 more days to do business with the group.
0: The U.S. Energy Secretary says the coronavirus outbreak is unlikely to drive oil prices up Further, we're going to speak to the man himself at the Munich Security Summit. The interesting question actually is how much lower they may go. But we'll have that interview at 9.30 Central European time. So we've come over to the wall to help explain just where this virus story is heading next. Good morning, Juliana. Very
3: good morning uh, to you. And a
0: good morning to you, everybody. Chinese officials now say over 63,000 people have contracted the coronavirus while 1,380 people have died from the outbreak, Japan has confirmed its first fatality related to the virus. Over 200 people on board a cruise ship, quarantined off the coast of the country, have been infected now. Meanwhile, SP Global has warned China it could see its credit rating downgraded if it were to fight the economic impact of the virus by ramping up fiscal spending. The agency says the negative action could come if Beijing pursues heavy stimulus measures. White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow has meanwhile criticized China's handling of the outbreak.
1: We are very disappointed on this point that um, still China has not uh, accepted our invitation. To send our CDC experts over with the World Health Organization people. I mean, I, I, in this room, I guess two weeks ago, I announced that we were sending our smartest people over because that's what came out of the Oval Office meeting uh, with the Secretary Azar and President and so forth. Turns out they never passed it. We still haven't gotten to go in there. And I think some of the experts in the, our public health team are quite disappointed. We thought there was better transparency coming out of China, but it doesn't appear to be.
0: Larry Kudlow there expressing disappointment about Beijing's reaction to the coronavirus. Well, we had an interesting moment for the markets this week. We were generally trending higher. And then with the reassessment of the numbers carried out by the Chinese government and that significant spike then in cases that they decided were coronavirus related, markets began to turn tail a little bit. So how are we doing in the Asian session? Let's get out to Emily. How have the Asian markets responded to the weakness that we saw overnight in the States, Emily?
4: Well, you know what, Jeff, Uh, what we're seeing in uh, most of Asia is strength today as we wrap up uh, another week of trade here Uh, for the Chinese markets in Hong Kong. uh, In particular, it would be the first uh, positive week in about four. got Shanghai and Shenzhen seeing some fractional gains. Uh, If you're looking at an impact in the market, you look at Japan, uh, and they are traded a bit weaker today, and that is because of the first death. Uh, in Japan was reported linked to the uh, COVID-19, uh, so some weakness in the Japanese markets on the back of that, but most of the rest of the Asian region is traded firmer today. The Hang Seng Index off the day's highs, it was rallying some 200 points earlier in the day, uh, looking at the resistance at 28,000. Uh, the Chinese market's also looking strong with the Shenzhen market up three-tenths of one percent at 17.77, and as I mentioned, uh, we should see China post its first weekly gain in about four. This as we continue to track the COVID 19. Uh, WHO experts are expected to continue to head over uh, to the epicenter in Wuhan by this weekend as they can continue to uh, further investigate the outbreak there also in Japan the diamond princess which is the cruise ship that has been quarantined there for four days uh, the expectation is today that, that they should start be letting some of the people off of the boat those that of course are negative to the covid-19 as well as some that are over the age of 80 uh, so this comes as the chp the center for health protection here in hong kong also confirming that on that cruise ship there are eight hong kong people uh, So those are amongst those that are being taken to hospital there, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, they're going to be starting to allow some of those people off of the ship, and they have been for about four days. Uh, We're looking at the impact in the markets here uh, in Hong Kong. All traded firmer, and uh, some of the impact to uh, the various businesses from the outbreak, like Sasa, Uh, the company announcing that they're going to be laying off up to seventy-five employees and cutting their pay. Uh, The pay cuts will be in the amount of between ten and forty percent over the next three months senior management will have a 40 percent pay cut and then other staff between 10 and 15 percent. This follows on from earlier when they announced that the executive director level would be slashed by 75 percent. The company also going on to say that they're negotiating rental reductions with their landlords if and when possible. So Sasa shares today they're off the day's highs but a big outperformer. The stock up three and a half percent at $1.51. The auto sales also in focus. Uh, The auto sector with the car sales dipping 22 percent on year for the month. That is the biggest drop in January. But one metric that would be important here as this week we've seen the resumption of a lot of the production facilities in China. Only 59 out of 183 production bases have resumed. So that's less than half. And the forecast is that should be impacting something like one million vehicles. This is the world's largest auto market. So we're keeping an eye here Only Great Wall Motor shares in the positive today, up half a percent at $5.71. Back to you guys.
0: Emily, thank you very much indeed for that. So we're all about the economic reaction to coronavirus this morning. In just a moment, Juliana is going to talk us through the German GDP expectations. We are going to get that figure at the top of the hour going forward, of course. Um, we're anticipating growth will be impacted by the slowdown in China amid the coronavirus outbreak. But let's talk about what the forecasts are. And I have to say, if you are just relatively new to to the subject of economics, then I would um, treat a lot of these um, calls or forecasts with a certain amount of scepticism. Any economist at this point who is telling you to a basis point what they think growth will be like for full year 20 is basically licking their finger and sticking it in the air. But they've got a job to do. They've got to try and help their clients at the major banks figure out what to do with their money and how to think about growth and the impact of coronavirus. So let's walk you through the story. A number of analysts and economists recently revising down their predictions for Chinese growth according to City the economic damage is likely to be larger than SARS. So they've revised down their first quarter growth significantly to 3.6%. JP Morgan says it's revising down its forecast due to the intensifying supply and demand shock over the past two weeks here. So we get this move, uh, 1.1%. They're giving us uh, quarter on quarter And capital economics is cutting its forecast for growth this quarter to 2% since there are signs that disruption to activity will drag on for at least another week. So that's the capital economics call here. As I say, we're going to get more of this uh, coming through over days and you'll have to figure out yourself just how credible you think the analysis is from many of these houses. But they are under pressure, these economists, to try and come up with some numbers that will give shape to what this virus actually means for supply chains and growth. And we'll talk about supply chains in just a minute.
3: Well, it's not just the Chinese economy that's going to be affected by the coronavirus outbreak. It's also those export-dependent economies, Germany in particular, and today Germany is in focus with their GDP numbers due to come out. So analysts across the street have been trying to digest and assess what this will mean for the German economy, which is already under a great deal of pressure. Deutsche Bank, let's go to them first. Deutsche Bank warns that the coronavirus could cause the economy to fall into recession this year. Its economists add, The virus poses a risk to the global recovery as hopes rest on a bounce back in the Chinese economy. Barenberg has also been pouring through the numbers and they say disruptions to the global supply chains will significantly dent output across parts of the world, including Europe. It expects it could shave uh, 0.1 percentage points from the first quarter with the damage to worsen if it extends into March. So that's for Barenberg. High frequency economics has not given an estimate for the first quarter but says it is bracing for a markdown to fourth quarter GDP. So clearly a concern for the uh, German economy as well as the Chinese economy. And you just heard in the headlines there from Steve Angel, the head of Linda, the major industrial gases group, industrial output is a key concern for him moving forward. and Coronavirus just exacerbates those concerns. Now, Chinese tech giant Alibaba has warned the coronavirus will weigh on growth as e-commerce revenue suffers. The company reported fiscal third quarter results that beat expectations, but said the outbreak was having a negative impact in the current period as employees stay at home and packages go undelivered in locked down cities. Deirdre Bosa filed this report. Alibaba CEO Daniel Zhang called the coronavirus a black swan
5: event that is having a significant impact on China's economy and potentially the global economy. And while he said that the company is mobilizing the Alibaba ecosystem to fight the outbreak, he also said that it will present near-term challenges to the development of business across the board. Food delivery orders and sales of physical goods are being affected, but other parts of Alibaba may weather the storm better, like cloud computing and digital video. Despite the challenges ahead, Alibaba has been trading near record highs and outpacing the S&P over the last year. A Hong Kong listing, record singles day, and some of the most bullish analysts on the street have something to do with it. This quarter's report beat expectations, but CFO Maggie Wu said overall revenue growth rate will be negatively affected for the current quarter. Dear Boza, CNBC Business News, San Francisco.
0: Uh, Let's um, tell you a little bit more about what's going on with the uh, trade war. China is expected to halve tariffs on certain U.S. products worth around $75 billion. The Valentine's Day gift from Beijing will reduce levies on 1,717 products, including beef, pork, soybeans and crude oil. The exact timing of the move remains unclear. The US will also reduce tariffs on some Chinese goods after the two countries signed a phase one trade deal. And you can see there the the team making a little nod to the fact that it is indeed Valentine's Day today uh, duncan wrigley chief strategist at everbright sun Kai, joins us round the desk good morning duncan nice to see you let's um let's just um park the trade war for a moment here and let's come back to uh coronavirus we had a look at a number of um uh, bank calls on what the impact of growth is likely to be what's your best guess as to what's happening with supply chains at the moment how resilient they are and what shifts that may mean in growth for the quarter? Mm.
6: Well, we spoke to uh, about 200 companies, our team in Shanghai, and uh, they reached out and and uh, and tried to ask them whether business operations were restarting or not. Uh, and what we found were almost half of them had already restarted business operations. This is a, a yesterday or a day or two ago. Uh, so that's one indicator. Um, now, we do hear... Uh, anecdotally stories that some sectors are um, more vulnerable sectors that where there is a, a kind of longer supply chain and there's um, further up in the supply chain there are you know, a small number of companies supplying say key components or raw materials or you know there's obviously international trade that, that kind of thing um, and, and some of the sectors where, where you do hear the, these kind of stories include uh, autos, um, electronics, not across the board but again it's, it's certain companies within in those sectors.
0: Does that um, lead you to believe that we may have seen a peak in fresh cases if companies feel emboldened enough to begin restarting lines and and business operations?
6: Um, well certainly if you track uh, China's official reported data especially the data outside of Hubei, the most affected region um, that suggests that the number of new cases has, has flattened out, maybe even falling a bit um, over the last eight, nine days. Uh, now, obviously, this data, there, there are some uh, questions about whether it's capturing all the cases. People don't necessarily show symptoms when they're infected and so forth. Um, but our best, our best estimate, based on the data that we have so far, suggests that, uh, that it, it's flattening out for now.
3: Now, President Xi was already under a great deal of pressure before the coronavirus outbreak uh, kicked off. What do you think this has done or is doing to President Xi's status within China? Obviously, a lot of international criticism of the way he's handled the outbreak. But what about domestically?
6: Well, it it does seem that domestically, a lot of the the, the criticism has been more focused at the, the local government officials within Wuhan, the most affected city. Um, you know, obviously, there's been some uh, replacement of, of those, those officials in the last day or two, um, so that may, may assuage opinion. Um, there's, there's little to suggest that, overall, there's uh, a discontent towards the, the national leadership.
3: And we talk so much about the negative impact of coronavirus on various industries in China, people staying at home. Clearly, they're not doing nothing. So are there companies or sectors that are going to benefit from what's unfolding in China?
6: Yeah. So again, based on our survey of about 200 A-share listed companies, we found that uh, 40% said they're they're negatively affected. Uh, 40% said either neutral or uncertain, but actually 20% said they expected or were already seeing a positive impact. And they came primarily from two sectors. One is healthcare, as you would expect, uh, and the second is IT services. And, and particularly, we're hearing uh, the kind of companies that provide things like remote working software, enterprise software, as you would expect, uh, are benefiting. You know, my colleagues in mainland China, they're all pretty much working at home, uh, but they are back to
0: work and, and, and working. Let's ask you about, um, then, two things here that um, obviously seem very germane to this story. One is the stimulus. Mm. What is coming? And will the PBOC and the Chinese government care about the warnings from the ratings agencies? And two, how does the implementation of the tariff cuts feed into this story? Mm.
6: Well, so what we have already is an announcement this week uh, that the Chinese government is stepping up the, uh, they call the fiscal stimulus, but a kind of targeted fiscal stimulus. It is the amount of debt that are going to be issued by local governments within the first quarter, effectively, before the budget. Uh, and that number has increased from $1 trillion to $1.8 trillion. So that is a substantial step up. Um, now, how does that impact the overall fiscal position? It's a bit too early to say because this is only the first quarter of the year. Uh, the base case scenario for how the, the virus impacts the economy looking at things like past example SARS is what we see is a, a kind of tick-shaped impact so Q1 very large impact on GDP I think that's echoed in, in other market estimates uh, but if if then the virus has peaked and, uh, and things get back to normal then you see a fairly sharp recovery in economic activities of the rest of the year so that would suggest um, when you come back to policy support that what you need and what we're already hearing is that the, the brunt of policy support will be concentrated in the first quarter and then could be uh, reduced as the rest of the year goes and therefore if, if that base case proves to be true um, then that would suggest the impact on the overall fiscal position over the course of the year won't be uh, nearly as large as, as perhaps some fear.
0: All right. Excellent. Nice to see you this morning, Duncan. Thanks very much for coming in. Uh, Duncan Wrigley, chief strategist, Everbright Sun Kai. Uh, let's take a break. Um, to come after the break, the CEO of industrial gas giant, Linda, is warning the slowdown in global industrial production, but is still looking at expansion in 2020. We'll have more from our exclusive interview in just a moment. Industrial gas giant Linda has reported 4% top line growth for 2019, its first full year of earnings after a mega merger with Praxair. The company is targeting further expansion in 2020, despite the challenging macro environment as it aims to boost efficiency and lift prices. Linda's CEO, Steve Angel, spoke to CNBC in an exclusive about the global slowdown in productivity.
2: Price management is something that we've been focused on as a company for many, many years and uh, we still need to cover inflation uh, around the world. So that's a big part of why we focus so much on price inflation. But as I look at the year, cert- there are things that are certain. Uh, I-, I have a lot of confidence we'll be able to get 2% price increases. I have confidence that uh, we have a very large backlog of projects and I can look at when those projects start up, and I can see that the top line growth generated from those project startups will be about 2%. So say 2% price, 2% projects, that's 4% organic sales. Then the wild card is, well, what happens in the macro environment? And I think you can see that it's hard to predict a year ahead. Uh, trade disputes, uh, coronavirus. There are all kinds of variables that come into play that make it very difficult. So when we talked about guidance, we gave a spread in terms of what to expect in terms of base volume. We had numbers like a minus two uh, percent, say, uh, up to maybe a plus one percent. It will be somewhere in that range. If the base volume growth, which is very much correlated with industrial production growth around the world is about 0%, then that says the top line will be 4%. And then you adjust based on what is going to ultimately end up happening with industrial production around.
3: Let's talk about that for a moment. We saw dismal numbers when it comes to industrial production coming out of Germany for the fourth quarter and for December. When you look around the world and you've got a massive global footprint, what do you see? What worries you?
2: Well, you mentioned one, one number. That's the German industrial production number is, is worrisome. Industrial production in the U.S. has been slowing for several quarters. Uh, so it hasn't fallen precipitously, but it's been a general softening quarter by quarter. I think things like trade disputes did not help. You can look at China where industrial production was already decelerating. Now it's off a very high number. They used to run high single digits. Now they're more mid single digits, but slowing Uh, aside from coronavirus, and coronavirus is going to have some effect on that number as well. Uh, India industrial production was lower, so I can't think of a country as I go around the world where the industrial production rates are actually higher going into 2020 than 2019. So what that means is we have to find growth where we can. That's more resilient markets like healthcare, food and beverage. I think decarbonization is going to provide some growth opportunities for us as well, And then we have more self-help from our merger, where we're able to combine our applications and our technologies, our engineering capabilities, and leverage that across a larger global footprint. Mm -hmm.
3: So in a nutshell, you'd say visibility is somewhat clouded through a couple of issues like coronavirus or the trade disputes. Can you tell us how much momentum you've had since the beginning of the year?
2: Well... I I can't say that I've seen much momentum since the beginning of the year. And, you know, you mentioned the coronavirus and a lot of people are talking about that. We have uh, about 2,600 people that work in China. Uh, Fortunately, none have been affected by coronavirus. We have about 1% of that population that would be in Wuhan, Mm -hmm. which was the uh, initial flashpoint for for the disease. We have seen growth slow considerably. Uh, We do things like prioritize the flow of our products to areas in need, like for healthcare, for hospitals, oxygen for hospitals. But it's uh, it's a tough environment there, and it's a bit unpredictable in terms of how quickly they will return to a normal state of affairs in China. But it's something we're watching every day. But as of today, they've been coming back very slowly from the Lunar New Year.